Yeah, it's sports talk from the three bros. Something you can bet on like Pete Rose. And you better not miss it like some free throws. Giving taste is more accurate than Drew Brees throws. And it might get explosive like some C4. We just giving you a look inside the peephole. So if you got a weak take, you better keep those. And get your cheeks swole when you step into the ring with the Amiibos. We back. Another week of the Amiibos podcast. I am your host, Damon, with two of my uh, very fine young men. Brothers, I call them. Well, Jared Man eighty five, Jerry Mark. My my intros are always awkward, guys. You you guys know. Yes, that. yes. But, um, I feel how like are you feeling, we're fellas? Watching the intro to Step Brother, <laughs> and they're just like, I, I don't. The time nigga nice. I don't know top, what to do man. with my hands. You it's know, off the top. You know, I don't know just, what to do know, with my hands. I'm feeling at the moment. Whenever I get the kids down or whatever's going on at the moment, I hop on here. You know, it is what it is. But fellas, how are we feeling? I'm feeling fantastic right now. Um, I'm about to move. Bought a new crib, you know. We uh we moved to a deluxe apartment in the sky. So uh, you know what? This, this is the uh this is the first time I've ever built a home from scratch, and uh, I didn't actually build it. It's going it's going a little slow for me. Uh, to be one hundred percent honest, I was supposed to be moved in uh, two weeks ago, but you know, I I think right now the best part about this is um. I'm seeing it come together. They painted everything today. Carpet and flooring should go in tomorrow and Friday. We're supposed to close on Wednesday. So I'm I'm getting excited. Met with some contractors today about uh, you know, setting up the man cave in the basement. You know, I gotta have that straight, you know. Jerry, I got um, a feeling that you're one of those home home uh people that are building their own homes uh, rather that probably checks on the property once a day and make sure that they're out, not out there so smoking I, cigarettes I, and I would go earlier in the process. <laughs> Earlier in the process, See, I would literally I you, go. Jeremy. I knew um, it. I knew Jeremy. No, no, no. I, I was going to say, earlier in the guy. process, I would literally give it. I, I would go months without going out to see it. But in the last week, I've gone out basically every day just because they'll tell me, like, oh, this is going to get done today. This is going to get done the next day. And I'll go out there, and they don't get it done. So, literally, I started getting to the point where every day I'll go out and I'll drop the girls off at daycare. And the the house is probably. You contractors. Seven miles from there, I'll literally go there and just be like, "Hey guys, you said you were doing this today. It's not being done. What's going on?" And I'll just badger them. So, hey, Jared, yes, I am that guy. Jared, Jared, yeah, Jared, don't be that guy because you could be in the house two weeks earlier and have some tape glue work put together on a, on your really? house because they're just rushing stuff. You got to give them their time. No, I, I, I don't like, want you got, to you rush gotta... it. No, don't 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 rush it. Just just get it done. Just get it done. JD, okay. how you feeling, man? You good over there? It's popping in the uh, I'm good, man. I uh, I played golf three days in a row last week, so um, feeling good, feeling feeling excellent. At that point in time, at that point in the with, season, with two kids and a wife. Oh, that's very impressive. One one was a work tournament, and then in laws in town, so you know how that works. Hey, but hey, overall, hey, um, hey, hey. yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Um, but I'm at that point in the year where it's like 95 degrees outside, so I got to stop wearing a hat when I play because. I'm starting to get that Tiger Woods tan, and the top of the head can't be a different shade. So, hey, that's, you know, ball people problems. But let's get this thing going, man. Let's, yeah. I mean, technically you can, Jeremy. You can do that. You're just going to look crazy. But, uh, yeah, let's go ahead yeah. and get in. Let's go ahead and get, get, get with it, guys. Uh, the NBA Finals are here. You know, it's, it's always bittersweet for me because in approximately 13 or 14 days, no, it's probably going to be more like, 
seven days. But anyway, hopefully it's not. <laughs> There's going to be absolutely nothing to watch on TV. I'm feeling it right now. It's, you know, obviously, you know, you guys know we record a couple of days earlier than we post. And right now, I haven't even looked at the TV. I haven't looked, I haven't looked my TV's way because what am I going to watch? Forensic Files? Forensic Files is great. I've been what? watching ESPN 30 for 30 historical I, documentaries. See, I watched I, Trojan I War. No, I watched no. uh, The Greatest There Ever Was or Never Was. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm logging on. I'm pounding out 30 for 30s right now. Okay. 40 to, let's, 42. Let's, let's, damn, 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 there's plenty to watch right now, Damon. You could watch the Stanford versus Texas National Championship match. Um, the French Open is on. I forgot about Tiger that. Tiger T's off tomorrow. Who, who won that? Who won the um, match? Is it going on right now? I haven't even watched it because I knew we had Don't this. Don't tell me. So Don't I tell me because I'm, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to watch it tonight. But anyway, fellas, yeah, the reason I, for I, that, I that, that that long soliloquy is because uh, basketball is about over, but I am very, very much looking forward to uh, the Warriors beating the Raptors in four games. Uh, hopefully not, but it's what it look, where it looks like. Mm-hmm. Kawhi is uh, basically on one leg. I can see him probably scraping out one game in Toronto, and it being all great, and Drake's probably you know going crazy. When they won that one game, and then they lose game five. So anyway, uh, let's start with Jeremy, man. What do you give me your uh, your your reaction to the semifinals or the 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 conference finals, um, and tell me what you predict um, is going to be the series finale uh, in this Raptors versus Warriors um, final. So, I would like to congratulate Kawhi Leonard. On getting to the NBA Finals, uh, Kawhi has shown himself to be what I've said he was for a long time, the second best player in basketball um, when healthy. And Kawhi has been special. He's uh, played on both ends of the floor. His defense has been spectacular. Um, he absolutely took Giannis out of his game. And he did it with you know a supporting cast that I wouldn't rave home about. Like They're decent, but I mean, they're not... All-time great. So give, give Kawhi his credit. With that being said, it's going to be a wipeout. It's not going to be close. I keep hearing people talk about, oh, yeah, they're up 23 points on the Warriors and Kawhi roll his ankle when he's on the Spurs. Yeah, yeah. The, the last game they played before that, they were up 25 points with Kawhi on the floor, and they still lost by 12. Overall, you're not going to beat the Warriors with one defender. What's going to end up happening? Marcus Hall is going to be unplayable. If you get Marcus all on the floor, he is going to get isolated on Steph Curry or Klay Thompson or Draymond, and they're going to take advantage of him, and they're going to abuse him. He's going to get taken off the floor. Kawhi can't guard any any of the top scorers. Kawhi can't guard Klay, and he can't guard Steph because he's looked winded guarding Giannis. Jeremy, and if you get Jeremy winded it, guarding needs Giannis, to be, it needs to be, are you saying healthy or how he is right now? Because if you're saying that Kawhi can't guard anybody in the league, you're crazy. When he's healthy. Uh, well, first off, first, first off, he can't guard Steph or, or, or Kyrie on his own. Um, but I'm saying from the aspect of what they ask him to do on the offensive end of the floor, it takes way too much energy to chase Steph and Clay around for a full game. It is the, he's not going to have the energy to be able to do that. So they're going to have to put probably get, who's going to guard him then? Danny Green has always done a great job on stuff. He's always done a great job versus stuff. No, 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 think, no, 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 he hasn't. That's why he always gets beat. And he's shooting 18% for the playoffs. Jeremy, here's the thing, though. 
He's not shooting eighteen percent for the playoffs. He shot eighteen percent. He might be in the last fourteen percent. He shot terrible in the last. <laughs> Here's the thing. This is why. This is what what makes me laugh. All right. So Danny Green shot eighteen percent in the last series. He took. I think the 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 number was. He took like twenty three shots. He was like five for twenty three. It was literally or, or whatever that number was. It was. It may have been five for twenty seven or something. It wasn't like he took a lot of shots. Yeah. So like the, he, it's he over four twenty three on three. Here's the thing, though. Steph, for an entire series versus the the Rockets, shot 37% and took over 150 shots. Or no, 150, over 100 shots. So if you're looking at it, which one is more? We saw how quickly Steph was able to snap out of it. I think you got to give Danny Green an opportunity to shoot out of it. How bad was Fred Van Vliet give him an opportunity to shoot out of it, but we're still going to talk about how shitty he was as a shooter in the last series. That has nothing to do with giving an opportunity to shoot out of it. Here's the thing, though. But, let, but let's the face it, he had Danny a terrible Green, We're not talking about Danny Green being a shooter. We're talking about Danny Green being able to play play great defense on Steph Curry. And I think Kyle Lowry played great defense on, on Clay Thompson. And I think the Raptors are actually going to win this series <gasps> unless KD comes back. And I don't expect him to come back. I'm going to tell you why. win the series, Jerry, without Kawhi? Kawhi, Jared, no, Kawhi's Jared, I really think you, There's nothing wrong with Kawhi. Jared, no, he's not. I think you, you, Kawhi's fine. Right, go ahead, go Listen, ahead and say your point, Jared. Kawhi, Kawhi, what he started doing later in that series was he started pacing himself because earlier in the series he was playing great first, then he was playing bad late. He started pacing himself. The thing I think that the Raptors have, Jeremy, you talked about Marc Gasol. Here's the problem. Marc Gasol is only going to be on the court when Andrew Bogus on the court. When Andrew Bogus not on the court, he's not so going to be on the court for five, and five minutes again. Yeah, Andrew Bogus starting, but if that's the case, that's fine. What do the Raptors have that that the the Warriors don't have? Versatile size that can actually score. Kevon Looney can score versus the Blazers. He's not scoring versus Serge Ibaka. He's not Serge, and, and Draymond Green. He's having his time. His hands full with with, with Pascal Siakam. So. I think when you look Pascal at it, Siakam? who's guarding Kawhi? <laughs> Siakam averaged, Siakam in the, in the place is averaging over 20 points a game. I don't know why all of a sudden people are like, okay, well, Siakam isn't a versatile guy who could. I mean, and here's the funniest part. Siakam's terrible. No, he's not. He averaged 18 a game last <laughs> series. So here's, here's out of control. He'll get high. Yeah, he averaged 14 a game last series on 40% shooting. Here's the funny. Here's the funny thing. I think the, everybody's talking about. Oh yeah, you know the, the Warriors are going to win at five. People forget. Like I, it's it's funny because people watched what happened at the end of those games. That was more Blazers choke than that was Warriors good. Warriors were down 17 points in the second half of the last three games of the series, and the Blazers aren't as good as the Raptors. And Kawhi is closing those games out if you get down. Like that. So I don't think that's one of those things. Yeah, chill, chill out. Chill, chill, chill out. They almost lost to Philly. They they lost. They, they struggled with Orlando first round. I mean, stop, stop. Jim, they didn't struggle with Orlando. That's like, so at the, at the end of, the, I mean, they the Warriors struggled worse with with the Clippers than they struggled with with. Uh, Jared, remind me, it's what was the series score in the in the in the Warriors conference finals? But the Blazers. Here's the thing. No, 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 no. Answer the question. What was it? Oh, they swept. But the Blazers got so swept how, out of the playoffs the last three playoffs. You said what? You insinuated that they were struggling somehow with the Blazers. Yes, which they trailed in that <laughs> series for nearly twice as much as they led in that series. So here's the thing: what, what I'm hey, telling you, know you is the Raptors win. win the Raptors win over the Bucks was far more impressive than than the Warriors win over the Blazers. 
No, no, Jared. The, the Warriors had the horses in the back. <laughs> like it was <laughs> like the Warriors at any point in time could go. Okay, this is what's going on. Oh, 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 I'm Jared, gonna. I'm Jared, gonna... Jared, how, would you admit during that series there were times in the game where you all of a sudden saw, man, Blazers don't look like anybody wants to shoot. Damon Damon Lillard's playing terrible, and everybody's missing every shot they take. No, I felt like I was watching a Lomachenko fight, and it got to the fifth round, and Lomachenko's like, I'm about to get this guy out of here. And you thought, man, I I really thought this guy had a chance in the first four rounds. And then Lomachenko's like, oh, okay, cool. And I'm going to throw 35,000 punches at you, and you ain't got no way of covering yourself up. And at some point, you'll get tired of taking punches. As great as Lomachenko That's essentially what happened with Steph. I would, I would agree. I would agree with what you just said. That's how that, that looked. How many good good fighters does Lomachenko face? That's all, right, let's, all right, let's bring it back so in. That's, that's, that's a good that's question, what I mean. Jared, but let's bring it back in. But, <laughs> but have have I'm sorry, guys. Jeremy, you started right. Jared, have you have you stated your point on who? So my uh, point your, is, I think finals? the Raptors are going. So here's the thing: Warriors have never played finals where they didn't have home court advantage. Raptors have home court advantage. Secondly, Kawhi is fine. Kawhi is going to get extended rest in this series because of the fact that he's got three days rest in between games. I don't think KD's coming back for the series. And what I've seen from Steph Curry is, in the finals, he typically plays worse than his normal self. Like I, you you take out the the last couple sure. years where he's had a yeah, how many rings? But here's the thing though, you can get rings because you stack the deck. That that team has been stacked the last few years. I don't I don't I don't see anything where where I'm concerned about a matchup. Let's let's look at the matchups. I think Kyle Lowry can guard Clay Thompson fine because Clay Thompson's not going to put the ball on the floor and Kyle Lowry's a good defender, and Kyle Lowry is not going to allow Clay to post. I think Danny Green, who historically has done a good Kyle job. Kyle Lowry is not going to allow Clay Thompson to post? Kyle Lowry might huh? be the strongest Kyle guard Kyle Lowry is 6'102". What? Kyle Lowry's huge. Kyle Lowry physically will not allow Jared, Clay to post. Jared, yeah, he's huge, like fat huge. Yes, he's not in shape huge. <laughs> Jared. But here's the thing though. Kyle Jared, will... Jared, let me ask you a question. What what threat does some what threat does somebody pose to Clay Thompson or Steph Curry if they're guarding them and Clay and Steph can literally look at the rim and pull up over him at any point in time they want to? Like what? But, but Jared, what, what, what is Steph Like Clay Clay doesn't even have to dribble. What, he doesn't have to dribble. He can just pull up. How did Clay up. shoot last series? Better than Pascal Siakam, who you give him credit to. <laughs> but here's the thing though. I'm not telling you Pascal Siakam is gonna take over the series. I'm telling you, they're a bad matchup. This is the Lakers versus the Pistons 05. This is where you look at the matchups and you say, what do the Warriors do better than anybody? It seemed like. it's They play a small ball lineup where they can take advantage of their matchups of having versatile players that can take the ball like a Draymond Green and bring up the floor, and they can match up. But what do the Raptors have? More of those versatile guys than the Warriors do. I got them winning this series in six games, no, sure. and I don't think it's going to be a competitive six games. I think it's going to be Warriors going to have a couple games they get hot, and barring KD coming back, I got the Raptors winning this series convincingly. Hey, 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 Jeremy, 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 I got money. Anyway, how, much? Uh, how much? I'll give you the same bet I gave Jeremy. Uh, what is it? The bet is if KD does, the bet is contingent on KD not coming back. If KD does come back, the, and, and the the Warriors are already up. By let's say they're up by one game, then I pay Jeremy twenty five dollars if he comes back. If the Warriors are up by two games when he comes back, then I pay him full fifty bucks that we got. But if, regardless of KD comes back or not, if the Raptors win, I get paid. 
That's the dumbest bit I've ever heard. It's in my it's, life. it's 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 um, no, so it, it is, but I, I had to give I had to give Jared what? a contingency because he's like, what if KD comes back? And I know the Warriors are gonna be up like three zero, and Jared's gonna be, and then KD's gonna come back and play ten minutes. Jared's gonna be like, no, no that KD doesn't count. So so Jared, well, how much? What KD's you want? What back. you want this Raptors winning? Because <laughs> you said not only they're gonna win, they're gonna win in six games. <laughs> yeah, fifty I, bucks on Raptors beating the Warriors without KD. Without KD, sure. All right, but all right, Jared. I appreciate it for Jared. Money, quick fella. question, so. <laughs> uh, Jay, this is such an easy bet. So, the Raptors' offense with the is it not primarily Kawhi. is it not primarily Kawhi around Kawhi Leonard isoing? Jared, what makes you think Kawhi's not hurt? You think he's faking? No, I don't think he's faking. I think he's I think he's what he's doing is taking the temperature of the game and he's saving himself. He's conserving energy and limping. Jay, let me limping. ask you a question. That's how he's checking. Let me ask you a question. Yes, as, as great as great as Kawhi is. Kawhi is an ISO score. Do you think Kawhi is a better ISO score than James Harden? Uh, yes, I th- I do think he's a better ISO score than James Harden. He's much more efficient. Than Man, James if, you don't, if you don't get it going, Jeremy, who, uh, who, that's because he ain't taking yeah. nearly as many threes. Exactly. That's this is the point that always irks me. Who's a better scorer, KD or LeBron? KD. How? KD. If you don't, if you don't <laughs> score as efficiently, huh? KD's more talented. But if you Everybody's like, oh, but well, yeah, LeBron shoots a better sense. He's getting most of the layups. But that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to get the easiest but shot Jared, you Jared, possibly Jared, wait, 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 wait. Based on your based on your last comment, then Giannis outplayed Kawhi because he shot a much higher percentage than Kawhi did for the series. But he didn't. So he wasn't he wasn't Jared, better. Just because you shoot a higher percentage doesn't mean you're better. Giannis, last did, series, if you want to be honest. What did Giannis shoot last series? I thought like Giannis shot 41%. Like 50%. No. Um, he shot like a low percentage when Kawhi was guarding him. But he shot fifty six percent in the rest of it. Let's see, Giannis. I I just saw he had he averaged twenty three fourteen and eight or something like that. He had a like if you really want to know what that series was, that was young Kobe versus young LeBron. That's what you just saw with Giannis versus Kawhi. First um, off, young Kobe. Let's see. Let's not compare Kawhi to Kobe because young Kobe was getting run out the building. So secondly, Kawhi is thir- is twenty eight mm. years old and Giannis is, is twenty four. So the, their, those players aren't the same age at all. But with, with that being said, with so that like I said, it'd been like Kobe playing LeBron. No, what that boiled <laughs> down to was Van Vliet shot eighty-two percent threes the last three games. He had hit was it eighteen out of twenty-three threes. Uh, it was something like that. It was no, I think it was fourteen out of seventeen. Fourteen out of seventeen threes. I mean, it was, it was very. Jerry, you really don't believe that the that the oh I hundred percent believe it. I'm not even, yeah, I'm not I'm not joking at all. Because I don't, I didn't think the Warriors looked good last last series. I didn't think they looked Jared, good at all. Forty five percent. Kawhi shot forty four percent. How many threes did they shoot? Giannis, Giannis shot thirty three percent from three. Kawhi shot thirty four percent. What was their effective field goal percentage? Because I'm sure Kawhi's was higher because uh, Giannis shot like twelve percent th- free throws for the series. <laughs> Uh, well, you can't say effective for field goal percentage because then that takes into consideration that James Harden shoots more threes, so his effective field goal percentage is higher. It's still not higher than Kawhi. <laughs> That's the thing. Like as much as everybody loves Harden, it, here, here's what this is how, and I'm gonna go on a quick two minute tangent on how Jordan ruined the league because Jordan was so what? great. I'm gonna tell you how Jordan ruined the league. Jordan made the league, but he ruined it. Your favorite player. Your favorite player of all time is also the player you hate right now. You know who Jordan was? Russell Westbrook. 
Jordan before Phil Jackson was Russell Westbrook. <laughs> it was a- are, are we recording right now? Yes, I'm going to give you. Real quick, if I told you. I'm, I'm, Go I'm ahead, not going to say a name. If I told you. <laughs> hey, there are two players. Weird. Both played for prestigious college programs. Both not as highly touted as the perceived number one UCLA player in the draft. UCLA is prestigious, but not that relevant anymore. They had been relevant for a while. At the time, Go ahead. At the time, yeah. UCLA made the final. Last time four. UCLA won a chip, ninety-five. UCLA at that okay, time though was in the final four that year. They were a prestigious program at the time. Still, our prestigious no. program. How are you gonna say they're prestigious? They're 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 traditionally they're, they're, rooting, but at the not time like they were they, at the time they made three straight Final Fours when Russell Westbrook's during that time they were a prestigious program. Oh yeah, that's right. But Kev, Kevin Kevin Love was the best player on that team though. Right, as James Worthy was the best player on the on the uh, UNC team. But let me let me finish. Prestigious program, not not as highly touted as other players in the point. draft. Both go number three in the draft. Both set a streak of triple doubles that had never been broken. Both touted for their high high competitiveness and their willingness to take every shot. But both not winning much in their career up until when Jordan got Phil Jackson. They were very similar players. They're very similar. What what, what, what about the main spokesperson right now? It's Russell. At the end of the day. Good question. So, so wait. how, How many? How, how many All Stars has uh, Russell Westbrook played with in his career? Plenty. Okay, he's played with. He had two MVPs on the team at the same time, right? Yes. Who was the first All Star Jordan ever played with? Uh, Orlando Wool- Woolrich, his fr- his rookie season. He 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 was not an All Star. He made the All the first game. year Michael Jordan got an All Star. He made the All Star game their second season. He was playing with them his rookie season, average twenty two. The first year they gave Michael Jordan an All Star was Scottie Pippen. It was not, and then Scott and Jordan got to, and Jordan got to the conference finals, lost Game Seven because Scottie Pippen had a migraine. And then the very next year he won a title. Hey, here's the thing: overall, everybody wants to give Jordan a pass. Oh, because Pippen got a migraine. Okay, but nobody's gonna give LeBron a, a pass because Kyrie and Love missed the series. Oh no, no, no! That just you just got you got to get it done. Well, but like that, this is the last because my nobody, uh, Jared, Jared, had a migraine. Jared, are we are we gonna ask Steph Curry to get it done with with Kevin with Kevin Durant and Boogie out? Who's better, Kevin Durant and Boogie or Kyrie and Kevin Love? Jeremy, who are the other all, all NBA players on the team with him? If you put five All NBA players on one team and two of them get hurt, you still got three All NBA players. If you have three All NBA players on, on one team and take two of them off, you have Matthew Dellavedova as your number two player. Oh, this is going a little too far sideways. My last comment is this is this series. Yeah, we're about eleven minutes over on this topic. But go ahead. Let me tell you why Jordan ruined the league. It's because everybody thinks it has to be done the way Jordan did it now, and that's not the case. I don't care if you're James Harden. You should just totally let your agents ride on a plane with you. That's totally fine. Absolutely, if that happens one time, and that's what's what's been articulated. But either way, as I said, articulated. Team culture is articulated. I thought that's how you no, act and respond to. Magic Johnson teammates. and Rich Paul said they wrote. He, he wrote on the plane one time when they were coming back from Brooklyn. That was the statement. Magic Johnson so, also said he's gonna give one hundred fifty percent and put his other businesses aside. Hey, he might have. <laughs> At the end of the day, all, all I can tell you is James Harden is more effective or efficient than than Kawhi Leonard. And neither is Kevin Durant as a scorer. Than J- LeBron. What really matters but, but, at the end of the day but Jared, is quick question. Yes, go ahead. You, you said Jordan ruined the league. Who who does Kawhi play like? Kawhi plays like Jordan, but more efficiently. 
He's not more efficient. <laughs> no, no, what, what I'm saying is, Jeremy. Jordan was efficient. Jordan shot over 50% for his career. Kawhi is efficient. James Harden plays like Jordan. So he's Michael Jordan. Kawhi, James Harden tries to play like Jordan because he wants to take every shot, but he's not efficient. Same way most of these other players aren't efficient. Same way Kobe wasn't that efficient. Jerry, Jerry, overall, all I have to say about this is you can say Jordan played the wrong way. The only two people that ever win playing like LeBron are LeBron and Magic Johnson, and none of them ever did it without at least two Hall of Famers on the team. So at the end of the day, that way is the way you can win without two Hall of Famers. Kevin Love's not a Hall of Famer. I'm sorry. Okay. There's not another player in NBA history that's got a title of five five All Stars. All right, guys. I'm sure you guys can can argue about this. But go ahead, Jimmy. What, what, my, my, my last my last point on, on who's going to win the series, I'm going to Warriors. I'm going to go probably four games. Um, in their first two series, the Raptors um, lost one. They did, they couldn't – Jared said they got home court advantage. They couldn't protect home court against the, the Magic or against Philly. So they definitely aren't going to do it against the Warriors. I'm going to assume they're going to lose game one, and it's all going to come down to if they can win game two or not. If they lose game two, they're going to get swept. If they win game two, they're going to lose in five games. <laughs> Regardless of what happens, Steph Curry is going to dominate the series and it's going to get very, very ugly because Kawhi can't ISO score better than Klay Thompson and Steph Curry can shoot wide open shots. Alrighty. All right. So let's talk about this this Lakers. Speaking of LeBron, I know we, we touched on it earlier, Pauls. Um Jerry, let's let's talk about this 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 scathing article that seems like the Lakers Lakers are are kind of like the Trump administration is just a lot of lot going on that really nobody knows, but you just know it's, it's kind of like you know the cartoon where you know the, they 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 look like they're fighting under the covers. You just see arms and stuff moving. It's kind of what the Lakers and the Trump administration looks like. Um, but yeah, let's let's yeah. let's get into this article. Let's start with you, Jared. A lot of anonymousness. So um, there's a lot of this article. A lot that I believe. A lot that I don't believe. I think there's a lot of. Uh, anonymous sources and here's the thing break break down the article before you get into okay, it. okay so let, let's kind of break it down a little bit so um the piece is done by baxter holmes from espn he spoke to a lot of anonymous sources he talked about a lot of things with the organization about how um rob palenka is considered uh the biggest liar making making up random stories for no apparent reason made up a story about kobe bryant allegedly meeting with heath ledger before he died to figure out how he got into the dark knight role all these different lies that he, he told um, there was a story that actually came out, and that that, that was six. The Dark Knight came out like six months after Heath Ledger was already dead. So yeah, like he, there was no way Kobe. Like I don't know how how did it come out before then? Yeah, and then you throw in the fact that uh, on the there was also alleged, um, you know, some things from Rob Palenka that he was so untrustworthy that apparently like D'Angelo Russell and some of the guys asked him like, "Hey, am I being traded because I'm debating on buying a house?" And Rob Palenko was like, I wouldn't trade you if the Warriors called and offered KD. So they bought houses and then he traded them immediately afterwards. Um, just different things from a culture standpoint. So basically the article talked about Magic Johnson never being there and that being um, a strain on the Lakers culture. Huh? On the culture. There was the talk about nobody really trusts Rob Palenka because he was a consistent liar, which has kind of been his reputation throughout the league. And – then there was a small piece in there that a lot of people focused on, where they talked about uh, Rich Paul flying on planes and agents not like it. A lot of people. It was literally if you well, if you read the article, it was, it was a two sentence statement in there that they talked about that. But and you think that you think that's uh, I don't care if it's one time half time. You think that's legit? I think that's legit because I think that happens all the time. As Rich Paul said in a statement, no, this is not. Agents this and family members fly on planes all the time. That's I don't think that's out of the no. norm. 
And it's not. No, so no, so here, here's, the, here's what I think about the article. I think there's several pieces to this. One, I think the Lakers organization is even more messed up than I thought. They should literally just give the organization to LeBron and let him do whatever he wants. That's their only chance. Oh, my God. What? Ooh, that's their only chance. because Their only chance is to, is to get rid of LeBron. No, listen. Jared can't be serious. No, I'm 100% serious. Tell me <laughs> one person in the organization who's ever been a part of any winning anything outside of LeBron. Kirk Rambis. Yes. <laughs> As an, and as a player, so nobody, as an executive, so nobody Lakers organization. Been. If you look up the Lakers organization right now and look at all their staff, you trying to tell me none of those people were working? None on, of those in people in the basketball operations were were working when they when since they've made the play. Nobody in basketball operations. I'm not talking about the face of basketball. No, no, operations. in You're basketball operations, record, nobody in basketball has been working with that Nobody team has that, a ring. Nobody has a ring. Nobody has made the playoffs in that organization. Because that entire staff in basketball was, operations, in basketball operations, that entire staff. So name off, same off the staff, name off the staff, Jared. Right now, their staff is um, your your boy Mitch Mitch Kupchak. Now Mitch Kupchak got left. He took his staff with him to Charlotte. So uh, it's, it's Rob Polinka, Rob it's Frank and Vogel, and the staff. You think those are only two people that made decisions about basketball operations? No, but those are the those are the ones. If you're if you're looking at their staff, Mitch Kupchak took his staff to Charlotte. So at the end of the day. They clean house from that that regime. They brought in Kurt Rambis, Linda Rambis, and Rob Palinka are the ones that are making basketball decisions. Nobody else in that organization has won a thing. They haven't made the playoffs in in, in well, six years. Wait, wait. I will, I will say this: Phil, Phil Jackson has been an advisor. So, oh yeah, I mean, he, he, he is smashing the owner. So, I mean, at that point, I guess it does make sense that he's making decisions. We saw how good he did with the Knicks. When he was an executive there, like even the players we say have rings, if Phil Jackson advisor, Phil Jackson the current role, any kind of management role, not coaching, terrible job. Oh, Kurt Rambis, maybe he could be an advisor on the bench. Oh, how did he do as a coach? Worst coaching record in the history of the league. Okay, so at least we got that there. So look, if you're looking at an organization and saying what is well, the did, only did, chance? Wait, one one more you, thing, I, I'm, I'm gonna let you go. I just want to say one thing. Yes, one one thing. Didn't LeBron not push for J.R. Smith to get an extension after the title and Tristan Thompson to get an extension after the title? Those are smart Delhi, He didn't prioritize keeping Delhi. Those didn't prioritize keeping Delhi. Those were the right deals. So, everybody, I wanna, I'm glad you brought that up. Tristan Thompson and J.R. Smith were coming up for contracts when they were already over the, the salary cap threshold. The way it works is if, you're, if you have your bird rights on that team, they can pay you and just pay the luxury tax and keep you on the roster. But if they lose you, you cannot replace them with any other salary. So the option was either pay J.R. Smith and Tristan Thompson coming off a title or do not replace them with anybody and have empty salary spots. The reason LeBron pushed for that was in Miami, there was the opportunity for them to keep Mike Miller. All that was going to happen was they were going to pay extra money for salary cap, cap spot, uh, space and, 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 uh, the luxury tax and the family of the they owned the, the Miami Heat traded away Mike Miller before that that last series that before that playoff run and they didn't replace him with anybody because they wanted to save cap space. So what the problem happened was LeBron talked to him and said, "Look, these 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 guys helped us win a title and we can't replace them. We need to sign them." And I think that was a smart decision. 
I think at the end of the day, does LeBron ever do anything? You ever think does LeBron ever make any any dumb decision to you, Jay? Yes, he does. He makes plenty of them. I think at the end of the day, though, if you're looking at whether or not you sign a guy, I I'll give you I'll give you guys an example right now. I I told you right now, and I said when they signed a contract, Chris Paul contract was a terrible contract. It was an awful contract. Four years, one hundred sixty million. Nobody should be paying a point guard from their thirty third birthday to their thirty seventh birthday one hundred sixty million. There's nobody's going to be that elite. But you know why you have to sign him? Because he has value. And you don't let value walk out of the door for nothing. And as bad as his contract is, you'll be able to trade him whoa. and get something back. You, you, whoa, whoa, whoa. You mean like, you mean like the, the Julius Randle trade that you were uh, or let go that you defended and the Brooke Lopez and – I didn't defend uh, Brooke Lopez. Who I else? Said, I said Julius Randle wasn't just about, about, uh, about his play. They didn't think the Julius Randle would fit well with LeBron and his style of play because they play very similar. But you, but you just got done saying that you don't let talent walk out but the, the way door that it and works, you can always Jeremy, trade you it for trade, assets. You can't trade them right after they sign a contract. That was something that was changed whenever LeBron signed a sign and trade with the Cavs to go to the Miami Heat. They changed that. So if you sign, yeah, you got you got like two months, but you, you have, can you still have, sign them and trade them right. during the season. But here's the thing, though. You have to at, at that point in time, if you're trading Julius Randle, you're probably trading him for somebody who has a contract that's not expiring, which means you take up the cash space that it took to get a max contract. You're, you're throwing me off topic, but here's here's the point. When it, they look at that organization, the smartest thing they could possibly do is to allow LeBron and his team to make choices. Because you know what you get if you don't? You get Frank Vogel. You get, you get Frank Vogel. You get the players they've drafted recently that nobody essentially wants. And you end up in a situation where you haven't made the playoffs the last six years. Uh, part of that's with LeBron. Overall, I couldn't disagree more. Uh, let me just go to the topic first. Um, Magic Johnson has been doing his Stephen A. Smith uh, world tour. And he has been doing his best job to distance himself from the problems he created himself. So... Uh, the first thing he did was trade Lou Williams. Who did he get back? A second round pick and Corey Brewer. That's an awesome. That's an awesome trade. I'm sure everybody would want to do that. Uh, after that, he traded D'Angelo Russell. He did get back Brooke Lopez and the pick that got uh, Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma, but he traded, he traded an All Star. Um, the yeah, next thing he did, he drafted Lonzo Ball. Get in that. You cheered that move, correct? Yes. Okay. I did. I did. Quick question: What did I say he should do after that? You say you should draft De'Aaron Fox. Okay, cool. So, De'Aaron Fox, the guy who's averaging 18 and 7 on 49% shooting and 39% from three. Yeah, I figured, hey, if you're going to trade the guy that's got an issue, trade for the other All-Star instead of going to draft Lonzo Ball, who at this point in time shoots a lower percentage from th- from the field than De'Aaron Fox shoots from three. But, continuing De'Aaron on. So, you draft Lonzo. the defender, though, that, that Lonzo is. But go ahead. Yes, yeah, Jared. Nobody drafts the number two overall pick. I, I, would, I would take that's De'Aaron what, Fox. That's what, uh, I'll take De'Aaron Fox. But if you're gonna you're gonna talk about shooting, Lonzo's is a better passer and he's a better defender. You know what? And you know what? Uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Michael Kidd Gilchrist is a much better defender than Bradley Bill. But nobody wants Michael Kidd Gilchrist. They could do that draft over over Bradley Bill. Anyway, continuing on, he uh, drafted Kuzma. I'll give him credit for that. After that. He let Julius Randle walk. Do you think Julius Randle would have been, you know, an enticing trade asset whenever you had the other players that you're looking to trade this year? Absolutely. Okay, cool. Brooke Lopez, you let him walk for $3 million. You used that exact same $3 million to sign JaVale McGee. 
you um, then decided to go sign not only JaVale McGee, but you signed Lance Stevenson. You signed Rondo. You signed uh, Michael uh, Michael Beasley. Uh, you already had Lonzo with the LeVar issues. Um, and you had LeBron in there uh, to mix in with young players. Like, what coach was going to be able to coach this team? Like, the, like Phil Jackson would have literally cursed everybody out, and he's a Zen master. Nobody could have coached this team. It's literally the worst, worst put-together team of all time. Magic Johnson saw that this team was going to fall apart and left beforehand. And now he's trying to wipe his hands clean of it. He says, oh, me and Jeannie had this agreement where he, I wasn't going to step away from my businesses. But you can go back and look at video where he said, I'm going to give 150% and step away from my businesses. So overall, Magic Johnson is trying to cover himself. I think the team is in disarray. I think the probably the biggest liar on the face of the planet might be Rob Polinka. But at this point in time, he's an agent. Nobody expects agents to be truthful. So at the end of the day, go do what you do. Just make some smart moves. Overall, I think the Lakers should get rid of LeBron at this very moment. Um, I think LeBron is on the other side. He's, he's already jumped off the plane, and people are looking at him and saying, oh, man, he's still at 20,000 feet, but he's falling very fast, and he doesn't have a parachute. So get rid of him before he hits the ground. At the end of the day, Bradley Bill coming over to the Lakers I think would be great. Trade Lonzo, trade the fourth pick, trade Kuzma or, or Josh Hart. I really don't care which one of them you trade. And then trade LeBron. And let's go get Kawhi. Go get Kawhi. Uh, I said Kawhi, Bradley Bill, and uh, Brandon Ingram would be a great quarter going to start this uh, this winning up with. So let's go, Lakers. Come on. Jerry, do you care to respond? So I think, um, so I think looking at it from a realistic standpoint, you clearly can't trade LeBron James. LeBron is the best player in the league. I'm, I'm sorry that people are confused by the fact that he's – Literally got hurt. But before what, he got hurt, league? oh, the NBA. There's not even a question about it. Like, this is how funny I think it is, right? LeBron's not in the playoffs right now, so people can make their claim if Kawhi wants to say he's the best. Literally, Steph Curry, people are like, oh, now Steph, Steph should throw his name in the half of the best player in the league. He played five good games. He was awful the entire play, playoffs up in that period of time. He played, And I can't even say he played five good games. He played four and a half. How LeBron played the playoffs? He played four and a half good games because – he had zero points at the halftime, and then he scored 33. So that was four and a half games. I'm like, okay, fantastic. But at the end of the day, do I think if you replace LeBron and Steph Curry, do I think the Warriors would be nearly as as formidable with LeBron? Yes, I do. And do I think the Lakers would have made the playoffs with Steph? No, they wouldn't have. So at the end of the day, I think what we have to look at is saying, LeBron James is the only good piece you have. Literally what you're saying is, hey, look, I'm at the blackjack table, and I got, a, I got an ace – and I got a three, a two, a one, a three, a two, a two, and a two. And you're like, you know what? Get rid of the ace. I want to go with the eight that I got from the three, two, and two. Well, the ace is really the only thing that's gonna get you to get you to anything. So at the end, of, at the end of the day, right now, you if, got the ace. You got a whole lot of other twos. Your biggest thing you need to do is figure out how can I get another jack around him. I don't need an ace. I don't even know the ace. I just need another jack. Get it done. Go out to Bradley Bill or go out to somebody that can get it done. Yeah. That's basically all you got. If, if LeBron is, is LeBron's an ace, you're playing spades, and he's an ace of hearts, and somebody already's cutting. At the end of the day, you look at what LeBron did this year. LeBron doesn't play any defense. He doesn't bring anybody together. He causes constant drama. And what does Steph do? Steph's the opposite. Steph is literally doing everything intangibly that LeBron hey, here's, to do. Here's, some, here's my funny. I'm going to those funny for you, though, right? In your uh-huh. opinion – Pat Riley and D-Wade taught LeBron how to win, right? 
Yes. Yet, Steve Kerr didn't teach Steph how to win, but Steph hadn't won anything until Steve Kerr got there, and immediately when he got there, they started winning. Explain. Yeah, I mean, I, here, here's my thing. Nobody ever gives coaches credit for teaching somebody to win. It's, it's the player that's on the court. Like, who's, who's leading the team? I, I've often said Steve Kerr doesn't get enough credit. You're the one that said, oh, man, I, Brad Stevens is better than Steve Kerr. You said that last year. Yes. Overall, you, Steve Kerr is one of the greatest coaches of all time. I think he's a better coach than Phil Jackson is. Um, the the changes he made when whenever he got to the team, like Doc Rivers was talking about it. Steph Curry played with the ball in his hands for the majority of the time when Mark Jackson was there. The very first year that Steve Kerr got there, Steph played with the ball in his hand 55% less, and he got the MVP because of it. Steph Curry was willing to change his game for a new coach that wanted to change something different. Has LeBron ever been willing to change his game? Jeremy, how, no. how did that happen? Your team's really... How, how does it that happen? Because, because they it happened because Draymond Green got into the starting lineup, as I brought up, because David Lee got hurt, and Draymond Green has led the team in assists every year since he's been there in the starting lineup. That's not true. He didn't even leave, he didn't leave him this year. But Who anyway, um, what, what I'm... Steph did. Um, overall, what... what Okay, assist per game. Okay, anyway, uh, <laughs> over overall, Jared, there you're not. You can't tell me that if LeBron, there's just like some some guy who hadn't been starting, he comes up in the lineup. LeBron's gonna be like, hey, I'm gonna trust that guy to handle the ball, and I'm just gonna play off ball. LeBron won't even do that with with superstars. So LeBron has never been willing to change his game. Steph's range makes him pretty much where the team has to be guarded from 30 feet out. His movement off the ball causes every team to guard him at all five positions. At all time, they probably get seven backdoor layups every game because two people, somebody setting a backdoor screen, somebody tries to jump over it, and then the screener just dips to the basket yeah, and gets a wide open dunk. That's how Jordan Bell. At the end of the day, I think the funniest part is this: he had all this going, but couldn't figure it out. He couldn't figure out how to do that until Steve Kerr got there. And at the end of the day, you talk about always oh, better coach than Phil Jackson. Jordan couldn't figure out how to put that thing together until Phil Jackson got there. Kobe couldn't figure out how to put that thing together until Phil Jackson got there. LeBron has been doing it. You so well, I can tell you if LeBron had you, maybe 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 Steve Kerr helped out the other guys because nobody else was an all star until Steve Kerr got there. Um, here's Clay Thompson was an all star. Forgot there. Um, no, no, he did. His first year as all star was 2015. Okay, so that, that was his first year as an all star. He was like CJ McCollum in the sense that he was still already an all star caliber player. Um, no. Jeremy, why would they call him the Splash Brothers and two of the greatest shooting the greatest shooting backcourt of all time if he wasn't established? That was before Steve Kerr got there. So with, with that being said, as much as we want to look at it, and, and Clay never gets the credit he deserves. This is his first time making an all-defensive team, which is laughable. But with that being said, if you want to look at it and say how how much help and how how great stuff is and how this stuff is a fantastic player. But I don't think you can get you can escape the fact that. He wasn't that dude until Steve Kerr got there. And I think right now, he hasn't been that guy in the finals. I want to see what he does in a series. This is the first time I can see Steph Curry play in a series where he wasn't guaranteed to win in the finals because of his team being having KD and being just overly stacked. And that and outside Jerry, Jerry one, last, one, last, one last question. Yeah. One last question. So Clay was already that guy, right? He was averaging 18-3-2 on 44% shooting. And I know a guy. He plays on LeBron's team right now. His name is Brandon Ingram. He averages 18-5-3 on 50% shooting. So, 
I mean, what kind of excuses does LeBron have? He was playing with Clay Thompson. Right. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that way. I never. See, the the funniest part is for some reason. I mean, you're super high on Brandon Ingram. You think he's going to be the greatest player, the best best player in basketball in three years. But, um, but yep. so I think that's laughable. But I've never had a problem with with the talent that the Lakers have because I think that's what LeBron knew he was getting himself into. Is is Brandon Ingram a good enough player for you to make the playoffs as your number two player? Of course he is. Is he a good enough player to be a champ, number two on a championship team right now? No, he's not. Now he could develop into that, but he's not that right now. So when you like when when people say that the Lakers need LeBron needs to get more help, they're talking about that he needs to get more help to win a title. They're not talking about he needs to get more help to win, make the playoffs because I think he made the playoffs had Lonzo not missed fifty games, had Ingram not missed thirty five games, and had LeBron not missed thirty games. So at the end of the day, I think that's what it boils down to, and that's that's all I got to say because Stone Cold said so. All right, boys, is that is that covered at all? You guys got anything left on your mind you want to discuss? You got anything you want to get out? Um, I'm gonna start. Yes. To get out. I'll let you go first. Right, here. It seems I'm like good. you guys do. So, you, so okay. I, I, I got I got I got one last point. While Steph Curry and Kawhi Leonard will be battling it out to say who's the greatest player in the game right now, I have Steph at number one and Kawhi at number two. Had that for that way for a while, and we'll get to see it in action. The two people that have the most riding on it is neither one of those players. The two that have the most riding on it is Kevin Durant and LeBron James, and I'll tell you why. If the Warriors win a title without Kevin Durant, his two finals MVPs, his two titles will be pointless. Everybody will look at it and say, they would have won without you, and you pretty much aren't really a champion. You're a fake champion. But if Kawhi wins, what will that mean for LeBron? LeBron said himself, when he won that ring in Cleveland, that's made him the greatest player of all time. He had Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love playing on his team, and he won a title after some help from Draymond. Now, Kawhi immediately goes to the East, and his second-best player is either is either Kyle Lowry or Pascal Siakam, and he's able to beat essentially the exact same team. That pretty much discounts the entire Cleveland 2016 title. So, I mean... Good luck to either one of them, but either way it goes, it's going to be oh, ugly for Oh, you him. just triggered, Jared. I see it. No, Jeremy brought this argument up because I said earlier, and I agree, still, Steph Curry has the most riding on this series out of anybody. And this is why he preemptively tried to throw this out there because I brought this up already. Steph Curry clearly has the most. LeBron has nothing to prove out of this. First off, if you look at that team, this team didn't win 73 games. And this team didn't have Harrison Barnes on it without KD. So what Kawhi would have done would not have been the same. And you throw in the fact. You're right. You're right. They didn't have a guy who went 5 of 32 in the last three games. And he was a 4 of 23 on wide open shots. what you can't do, though. You can't say, oh, well, they had Kevin Love and not mention that Kevin Love averaged 11 points a game and missed two games out of the series. You can't say, oh, he had, like, throw in a Hall of Famer and try to throw it in there, but then – Take out another guy who had a max contract. I mean, with that being said, you got to just, no, just simmer on that. No, Sorry. so here's here's the thought: the person who, who has the most to gain is clearly Steph Curry. The person who has the most to lose is also Steph Curry because if Steph loses this series, basically it goes down to Steph Steph having one illegitimate title, and I mean that because if you look at it, Steph's only title he's got outside of KD and uh, the KD rings. Is a title where every team he faced was missing at least one of their top two players, and then if if he and then he, he gets 
three uh, two rings with, with KD. And if KD gets hurt, gets hurt, and then you lose to a team that's considered much less superior, then people are going to say you probably would have lost the other two. It would have gone down in the same sense of you know with Jordan right now. Everybody gives it's, Jordan the benefit of the doubt of if Jordan wouldn't have played baseball, Jordan probably would have won eight rings. That's what people people say. I disagree with it, but that's kind of the the narrative that's given. Of course you do. Well, I I just don't think I don't think you can win eight straight rings. I don't think physically he would have done it. He may have won the next five. But I think he would have physically broken think, down because I don't think he went eight straight rings that way. I don't think <clears throat> LeBron physically not built to win three, three or four straight. I mean, let's, let's put it in perspective. Yeah, Every, yeah. Everybody says that, but Jordan did come back in '95 and, and choked the series away versus the Magic. But with that being said, everybody assumes that the same way people will assume Steph Curry would have lost the last two if they lose this one. <laughs> Kevin Durant gets hurt. That's basically. I love, hey, love triggering Jared. All you gotta do is Jared. talk about LeBron. Oh, 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 Jared, Jared, Jared. Quick question. <laughs> if, if that was 2015 is discounted, even though they, had, they won the most games in the season, won 67 games and won the title. What about 2016 when Pau Gasol got injured when they were up 2-1 against you guys? Pau Gasol was the fifth best player on that team. No, 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 no. He was averaging 25 in that series. No, he was the Pau best Gasol player on that team. Maybe the second best player. He was. Look it up. Look it up. He averaged 25. Jimmy Butler was the, was the number one, but he was the number two. He made the all-star team that year. I don't believe it. Even, even with that being said, <laughs> if you're going to count, oh, yeah, they, they were up 2-1 because Derrick Rose hits a turnaround three-pointer at the buzzer, banked off glass. Okay, cool. With a home game. Cool. But you still want people. <laughs> LeBron got down 2-1 basically every dog on playoffs, and there, but nobody could shut the door, including the 2016 Warriors. Let's go. All right, boys. Uh, you guys are getting enough about the same thing in circles. I, I hope the <laughs> listeners actually yeah. tuned in and didn't, didn't tune you guys out. But, yeah. Good stuff, fellas. Uh, you guys got anything uh, planned other than our big move with Jared in two weeks? Anything planned this weekend? Uh, I'm going to my boy Young Gunner's bachelor party. Uh, so I will be shout playing out, golf. Shout out my boy Young Gunner. Yeah, man. you know, so I'll be I'll be uh, playing some golf and uh, whitewater rafting. Oh, I owe I owe I owe Young Gunner on the course. Don't worry, he got me last time we played. It was almost a year ago to the date. Yeah, and so I got but... I, I owe him, and I, I brought my drive. I want to give a shot to Demart. D-Mart tweaked one thing with my driver, and um, I was bashing that thing like uh, like Tiger. Um, I hit a drive. Yeah. There was a hole that was 335, and I drove the green. Um, that, Absolutely. That, really, really the, cool moment. It only took three bounces on the car no, path. Dead no, surf no. So, Jeremy, let, so Jeremy <laughs> let me tell you about your, about your brother. You know his natural driver swing. It used to be his natural driver swing. He would – Take the club outside the ball and swipe across, and he's like, "Oh, I'm keep going yeah. to the right." I'm like, "Yeah, you're basically hitting an underspin drop shot." <laughs> so I'm telling him, "Like, Jared, I know what you're doing." Oh, I figured it out yesterday. I'm like, "Jared, I know what you're doing. Let me finish." He, he said something. Like, let me let me finish what I'm saying. I'm like, "Okay, are right, you done? All right, let me show you what you're doing." I literally sat squared. <laughs> Jared's alignment is perfect. I literally said, "Jared, you're taking the ball out here. Take it around your body." And hold your hands and drop your hands inside and let go of the club. Jerry gets up and drives the green. Three thirty. He 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 literally outdrives me by by ten fifteen yards. Probably four out of the last six holes. <laughs> yeah, the last hole was a little longer well, than that. That's not. I, I drove you by a little bit more than that, but still. Dog. And for the listeners out there, I'm not I'm not I'm not, I'm not like I'm a super big hitter, but I get out there two eighty five, two ninety, eighty percent of the time. So. Okay, I'm gonna hit 260 and beat all of you. So let's go. <laughs> you know they're talking, but yeah, that's all I got. Uh, as always, listeners, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, shout out my boy Teddy, man. Teddy coming in to town tomorrow for uh, 5 p.m. Man, we about to tear the city up, man. 
So uh, that's gonna be okay. it's gonna be what I'm up Put it to. Back I'm gonna together be, before you leave. I'm gonna I'm gonna be entertaining this weekend. So, but uh, as always, we appreciate you guys. Make sure you follow us on all social media. Our IG is Amibros underscore podcast. Uh, fellas, that's all I got. We out. Boom. We see y'all. Peace.